did you see the the tweet that or he was it was in his post game interview uh on him going back in the game for a couple plays i did uh, and he, he said he talked to his girl and he was like this shit hurts and she was like you better get back in there and he was like i gotta do what my lady tells me to that's hilarious this is a player that formerly had uh domestic issues uh in his younger days so clearly he's uh turned the leaf all right <laughs> Hey, Flea Flicker Nation, you're tuned in to another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. We are your hosts, Fred and Dre. We drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. Subscribe now on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at the Flea Flicker Show or just Flea Flicker Show. And Dre, tell them what we got going on this week. Yeah, man. What's up? Uh, We got the week 14 recap, first and foremost. A lot of a lot of crazy games this week. Uh, neither of us did very well. We'll, we'll no. get into that, though. Um, before that, we will hit uh, some playoff stuff. There's a lot of teams that are still in contention, trying to duke it out for a couple spots. There's only two teams that are out. Um, and then before that, we're going to hit like two non-NFL-related items. And uh, I'm going to start off with the first one, and that's congratulations to LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels for winning the Heisman this year. Uh, he kind of... I didn't even really think of him as a Heisman candidate when the year started. So he had quite an impressive year, and I'm interested to see where he's going to get drafted at this rate. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts actually sending him to New York. Um, I, I have seen that too. Kind but, of uh, I mean, I think if you did go to New York, it would certainly be a QB QB battle there between him and him and Tommy, uh, Tommy Pasta. Uh, what do you call him? Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it certainly would be a QB battle there. Um, no, no Daniel Jones, huh? I think Jaden would be the better quarterback. Um, more skilled, for sure. Yeah, more skilled. You just don't know if he's ready. Uh, I mean, maybe he kind of takes that job at the end of the year. Um, or maybe he's a bust. Hopefully he's not a bust. I, I'd like to see the he's, Giants get a good quarterback. Um, me too. Fun when the Giants, uh, I mean, being from New York, being an Eagles fan, it's always fun when the Giants and Eagles can play and they're both good. So they can both kind of duke it out there. Uh, I'd much rather duke it out with the Giants than the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Jaden Daniels does scare me a little bit just because he's like rail thin. I don't know if you've yeah. seen him too often, but he's so skinny. It makes me get like nervous for him getting hit by like grown ass men in the NFL, you know? <laughs> I mean, so was Lamar when he was in college, though. True. Lamar's beefed Lamar up was, a little bit, though. Yeah, Ma- Lamar was pretty pretty thin in college, uh, and he's he's gotten a little bit beefier in the NFL and stayed, stayed healthier, So, I mean, at least this season. So, yeah. uh, I mean, hopefully Jaden does get on that. Hopefully he just gets on the, the Jalen Hurts workout because that 600-pound squat seems to help hurt. Speaking of quarterbacks in the draft, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I saw kind of a lot of mock drafts are starting to put Drake May ahead of Caleb Williams for the first overall pick. Wow. Excuse me, which is interesting to me. Yeah, that's thought- pretty wild. Um, But, I mean, Caleb Williams hasn't shown up against good teams. So he has just been invisible against good teams and uh, not only been invisible, but thrown a lot of picks and made a lot of mistakes yeah. and cost wins. So uh, that definitely takes a toll on teams that are looking at him and saying, like, does this guy have what it takes to lead us to that next step? Is he mm-hmm. a winner? Uh, and to this point, despite putting up numbers, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's a winner. Yeah. People are talking about Drake May like he's the next Josh Allen, too. Like he could turn into him, which I mean, I, I can see the the resemblance, I suppose, but most people that have Josh Allen skill sets don't pan out in the NFL. So I don't know if no. he's the best um, quarterback. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, talked about coming out. That's who Will Levis got comp to as well. Is Josh Allen? Mm, I mean, yeah. this, at this point in his career, he's inconsistent, but he does have good games. Look at look at the other night. He had a 300 yard Monday night football game against the Dolphins and got that win. But uh, he's had some really good games. He's had some really bad games. Uh, that's going to happen as a rookie, but. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he can pan out. I mean, Justin Fields is kind of like that too, and uh, more so of a runner than than Josh Allen, but he also has a good arm. Yeah, Drake May did officially declare for the draft. Um, that's news, by the way. Um, but yeah, we expected it anyway. But enough with that, Fred. I know you wanted one other non NFL topic, right? Yeah, it's non non NFL. Um, but I wonder if with the collective bargaining agreement in the NFL, if it could possibly work. So in baseball news, Shohei Otani signed a record $700 million deal, which is 
actually fucking insane. Uh, $700 million for 10 years, 70 mil a season. He's deferring $680 million of that, which means he's going to get paid that. He's going to get paid out that amount after his contract is over in 10 years. Um, so essentially, uh, the Benny Benila situation, if you've ever seen that, the Mets are still paying him out and he hasn't played in like 25 years. So it's going to be a situation like that. So he's setting himself up for the future. And right now he's making money off of sponsorships. So he doesn't really need that contract money, even though it's all guaranteed. So he's just can the, he's just doing this so the Dodgers can put people around him and try to win in the World Series and multiple World Series. So I hope multiple teams do this and big, big stars do this. And you can see it happening in probably big markets where there's a lot of marketability. But it'd be interesting to see if you saw this in the NFL translates where somebody like uh, there's a renegotiation of contracts to where say Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Lamar Jackson, some of these guys that have huge QB contracts renegotiate and say, I'm going to defer this. My career might not be as long as I hope it'll be. So let's defer this so I can get paid later on. And let's just win a, win a Super Bowl right now. Like, yeah, that that's very interesting. But like, I don't know, 10 years down the road, do you want to be paying like 70 players millions of dollars? It depends. That's why I only think it can work for a big market. Yeah. Teams with huge, deep pockets. Um, and you have like, obviously, the ownership is going to take a look and say, like, am I going to be the owner? in 10 years like yeah that too problem or is it going to be somebody else's so um in a lot How does of that the, even work does the former owner keep paying even though he's not the owner anymore or does it transfer it. to the new owner <laughs> yeah it transfers because it's it's the team <laughs> uh, it's not the it's not an individual asset for the owner yeah so uh does this make you want to put jack immediately into little leagues is my next question yeah he's, immediately he's in little league uh you know, like right now he's two <laughs> Throw them in. T-ball, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go right outside right now to start start soft tossing underhand. To him. <laughs> I've already started. I'm trying to get him to swing out back, and uh, he loves it. He loves when he makes that contact. So, uh, really? Man. Just a little hitter. Uh, he's going to be a southpaw, too. He's going to be a lefty. Ooh. Yeah, very valuable. Yep, there you yeah. go. That's funny. Um. Well, so like we said earlier, this was a rough week for picks for – us at least i feel like for a lot of people but for us at least for sure i went seven and eight i believe you went six and nine nice um yeah tough week and we'll get into that but let's hit the playoffs i guess you want to hit the playoffs yeah we can do a little bit of a playoff run through um just kind of going through uh we went through it in the hunt last week not much has changed regarding that you still have the same teams the afc you got the ravens dolphins chiefs jags at the top Wild cards right now are Browns, Steelers, Colts, and then in the hunt, Texans, Browns, Bengals, Bills. Um, interested to hear your take. How do you think it's going to shake out? What What do you think the final standing standings are going to be in four weeks? For the AFC for, specifically? For the AFC right now, yeah. Um, yeah, right now, I, I actually was going over it last night before I went to bed, so I, I got it set up and ready to go. There goes my phone. Um, yeah, I, I still think the Ravens are going to end up on top, although it's it's kind of wide open right now. I think the Ravens are going to end up with the one seed. Mm -hmm. uh, I got the Chiefs at two. I got the Jags taking three, although fighting for it. And uh, I actually have the Bills overtaking the Dolphins and taking the fourth spot. Um, then... I actually have the Bills overtaking the Dolphins as well. I have the Dolphins mm -hmm. uh I have the Dolphins splitting their last four. So they get the, um, who do they have this week? They both have a couple of tough games still, but the Bills have an easier end, I think, than the Dolphins right now. Yeah. Um, Dolphins have like, uh, Dolphins have the Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So those are all tough games. Yeah. Um, especially if Tyreek Hill does not play this week against the Jets. If Tyreek Hill doesn't play this week, this week against the Jets, it's going to be tough. So I have them splitting. I have them... Playoffs, jeez, fantasy-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, I'm facing a guy in my dynasty league who has Tyreek Hill as well. So um, I'm really hoping that he's out. <laughs> you have a buy in our league, so you're fine. <laughs> Thank God, because my team um, was rough. But anyway, yeah, I think they're going to split, and I think the Bills are going to win out. So I think the Bills are going to win out, and they're both going to finish at eleven and six. But because the Bills will uh, take that head-to-head -head on the final game of the year uh, for those two teams, where they face off against each other, um, I think the Bills are going to win that division, uh, giving the Dolphins that top wild card spot. Yeah, I re I think that that last game, Bills versus Dolphins, is literally going to be like winner takes division. Yeah, one hundred percent. I have the Chiefs 
uh, actually uh, winning their division as well. Um, I have that. I have it close though. Uh, I have the Broncos making making a lot of headway and making uh, a fight there. Uh, but I have the Broncos finishing at ten and seven, getting the second wild card, and just falling a little bit short of the Chiefs. But I mean, the Chiefs, the way they're playing right now, uh, there are some. If they lose to either of the Raiders or Chargers, and the Broncos win out, the Broncos would win that division. It's not super far fetched if that happens. No, definitely not. Um, I also have the Jags winning. I, I they have an easy schedule. I don't think they're going to. They're going to fall back. Steelers are going to fall out of contention completely. Yeah, I, have, I guess so too. I have them losing out, so I don't have them winning another game. Um, Broncos, uh, like I said, 10-7, and 7, getting a wild card spot. Uh, Colts, 10-7 and 7 as well. Um, Browns, 10-7. and 7. Uh, And Bengals and Texans, all with 10 wins. Um, I'm so actually it, pretty similar. It, it, it could the, – the AFC, there's a lot of teams that can be in the hunt there um, for that final playoffs final couple playoff spots. Yeah, I think there's going to be quite a few disappointed fan bases and teams with good records that miss out on the playoffs in that in that uh conference. Yeah, definitely. I have the Bengals at 10 and 7 and missing the playoffs. I have the Colts at 10 and 7 and missing the playoffs. Um and the Broncos actually I also have at 10 and 7 and missing the playoffs, <laughs> which is I I don't know if that will happen, but it's crazy. I got the Texans yeah. making it at 11 and 6 and then I have the, the Browns um, yeah, because, they could drop some games. They could win some games. You don't know. It's tough for sure. Stroud got hurt last game, and so did Nico Collins, and they're already without Tank Dell. So that'll be tough. Um, yeah. Tough to see. It really depends on the health there. But So we're pretty similar on the AFC, which is pretty cool. Um, you have the Browns making it? The Browns. Um, I have them as another 10-7. and seven. So I have one, two, three, four, uh, five, ten, and seven teams. So yeah, yeah I have five, ten, and seven teams. So I didn't really look too much further into the, the tiebreakers there um but it really gotcha, it would gotcha. come down to the tiebreakers in terms of uh in division record head to head so yeah i got the brownies sneaking in at 10 and 7 i think they could do it they look good with flacco yeah um yeah if you want to push to nfc uh nfc um a little less exciting i think there's less teams that are really competing there for it um i think it's going to still come down to 49ers and eagles for the top seed uh, I think the Eagles are going to win out. Um, 49ers definitely could win out as well, uh, but they can also lose to the Ravens. So if they lose to the Ravens and the Eagles win out, Eagles win the conference. Uh, if they win out, if both teams win out, then 49ers take the one seed. Eagles are two. Um, but I say Eagles are two because I have the Cowboys uh, at least splitting their final four, if not losing three. Yeah, they have a tough ending, that's for sure. Bills, Bills in Buffalo, Dolphins in Miami, Lions at home, which Lions are good. But the Cowboys are very good at home, so that can go either way. Uh, and then Washington should be a win. Should be, yeah. But uh, Lions, I have either 11-6 and six or 12-5. and five. Uh, I think the Broncos game uh, and the Cowboys game are two toss-ups on their schedule. Vikings twice is huge for them. Uh, Bucks, I still have the Bucks winning that division. Uh, for the NFC, I thought you had the Falcons winning it before. I mean, now I have the. Uh, I think I said the. Did I say Bucks last week though? Right? I said Bucks. Did probably. you? You might have. You might have. Yeah, I think I think I said that like you were right and kind of siding with the Bucks, and I think the Bucks are going to sneak out that division uh, lead. But it, I have it coming down to really uh, their matchups against the Saints. So I have them both having the same record right now. Uh, and it's going to come down to who can beat the Saints. If one of those teams loses to the Saints, I think that team is going to lose that division. And the other one's going to win it. So uh, between the Bucks and Falcons, what was that between the Bucks and Falcons? It'll be really close. Um, both teams kind of stink, and whichever team wins the division is going to have a losing record still, eight and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that entirely. I got the Bucks too. Uh, at the Packers or the Vikings, completely falling out. Uh, Me too. The Ram- uh, I think I have the Rams and the Packers being uh, the two wild cards, um, but the Seahawks I think could push the Packers because the Packers did not look that great against the New York Football Giants. So. True. There's my take. I think the Packers do have a relatively easy schedule, though, which is in favor of them, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, well, the Rams and Seahawks have a couple tough games, plus they're kind of behind. Yeah. But yeah, I have um, the same exact thing as you. Yeah, I mean, Seahawks Seahawks have a pretty easy schedule outside of Philly. Um, and they have the Titans, Steelers, and Cardinals. Um, Steelers and Cardinals are both trash. So um, the Packers have Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, and Bears. Uh, Panthers and Vikings are both trash uh, right now. And then the Bucks. Uh, is a toss-up. Bears are hot, so the Bears can spoil a lot of teams' playoff hopes. Yeah, we're on the same page with with the NFC. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's that's pretty much it. We just wanted to I just want to talk about that a little bit and uh, see your take, feel, hear your ideas, and uh, yeah, what do you say we get into uh, getting some actual football for this week? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, Thursday night football. 
in Pittsburgh, the Patriots and the Steelers. This was our poop game of the week, but it actually didn't turn out too bad. It was a pretty uh, relatively entertaining game. Uh, Pats won 21 to 18. Bailey Zappi got the start and he looked better than Mac Jones has probably looked at any point this year. So he might keep the job at this point, I would think. Yeah, I definitely think he should keep the job. Um, Patriots are probably going to draft a quarterback as well. Uh, We'll see how that looks in the draft, but there's certainly a lot to choose from. And unfortunately, they're probably going to get one. Um, But this game was a tale of two halves. So Billy Zappi was killing it in the first half. Second half, he did nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So the Steelers clamped mm-hmm. down and actually made it a game in the second half. And uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, like, showed up and put up, I think, like, 25 fantasy points. So, like, uh, okay, like, where did that come from? <laughs> but um, looked better than Pickett did, actually. And I still don't think the Steelers are going to do anything. Um, they lost to the Patriots, who we were in agreement were probably the worst team in the NFL right now besides the Panthers. So, yeah, and last week they lost to the Cardinals. So, um Safe to say that both of these teams are just an absolute train wreck and they're not worth talking about anymore. Yeah, the Pats got the win, still got eliminated. The Steelers, Big Ben was in attendance. I'll mention that. Uh, he got to watch the Steelers uh, fail miserably in this one. And the stadium was actually chanting for Mason Rudolph at some point during the game. So despite Trubisky. Yeah, there were signs. Uh, there were like Christmas signs. Like I said, we want Rudolph. And it was like Rudolph, the red nose reindeer. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Let's move. Let's move to the Sunday game. <laughs> The 1 p.m. slate, really big divisional matchup went down in Atlanta. The Buccaneers and the Falcons. You picked the Falcons. I picked the Buck. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen during the game either. It was really close until the very last play of the game when the Buccaneers ended up taking it 29 to 25. What do you think, man? Yeah, that was a really good game. Uh, Buccaneers came back. Baker Mayfield got them the the win with like, uh, got them the lead with, what was it, two minutes left? Not even. I think it was like a minute. 30 or something that was left on the clock. Falcons had no timeouts and somehow went down the field with Desmond Ritter, who looked the best I've seen him. He looked on that drive. Huge fourth quarter. Huge fourth quarter. But he took them down the field and they came four yards short of getting the win. Um, Drake London, monster game, had a great game, um, showed what he can do. So they actually actually looked pretty good. And uh, But the nonetheless, Buccaneers, they got the win. You got the win in that split. And uh, that division, we still don't know what the fuck is happening? Um, yeah, it's a wild one. They can seem to be are the teams in that division. Yeah, literally. Uh, I think Ritter outplayed Baker in this game, which not good for my Baker Mayfield takes. But uh, <laughs> Baker also had some big mistakes in this one that really cost them. But Young Ho Koo could not do it for the Falcons in this one. He was the most accurate kicker in the league coming into this game, and he missed two huge field goals that would have won them this game and possibly the division. Like, this game is huge. It could literally be the division winner. Um, huge, huge game. Um, and very uncharacteristically, uh, he missed two field goals that he usually hits. If he just hit one of those, they could have won it with a field goal. So, um, yeah, cool. Falls yeah. on you. Sucks for Atlanta fans, but is what it is. Let's move to Baltimore, another huge game. The Rams and the Ravens went to overtime. This was our game of the week. I went with the Ravens. You went with the Rams. And this went down to the wire as well. In overtime, the Ravens did end up taking it 37 to 31. Great game of the week pick, man. What do you think? Yeah, our splits were our splits were close games. Uh, and this game could have gone either way. Both teams looked really good out there. And I mean, at least on offense, both defenses couldn't do anything. But yeah, to win it with a walk-off punt return. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that was their backup punt returner too, Tylen Wallace, who that was a crazy play. Um, it was exciting from beginning to end, though. I really hope we can get the Rams to find their way into the playoffs. They're a fun team that we'd like to see there. Yeah. For the Ravens, though, Lamar, this is probably one of his best passing performances that I've seen, um, post-Mark Andrews especially. Uh, Isaiah Likely had some big plays. OBJ was getting out there and doing stuff. Zay Flowers having big day. It was it was a very uh, good win for Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Likely showing that he's, he's a capable number one tight end with Andrews out. I think he had like 84 yards or something. So he uh, he might have led in targets as well, if I recall. But he he looked pretty good out there. I mean, Lamar Jackson, his field vision this game was very good. Uh, he was able to quickly quickly decipher if there was an opening, get out of the pocket if there was no no quick release option, and then make plays with his feet. But uncharacteristically for Lamar, he didn't just take off. He yeah. threw to his receiver, made plays happen downfield which was nice. Uh, you love to see those running quarterbacks that do that and extend plays instead of just taking off for 10 yards 
uh, when they get the shot. Yeah, I think it's a good sign for his development as a passer. Um, and as, from their switch of O coordinators, I think is really helping him out with uh, this team. I think they literally looked like Super Bowl cap- capable team yeah. in this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, for the Rams, all their regulars pretty much did what they do. So nothing surprising there either. No, not at all. Uh, and Stafford's looked uh, a lot better, I think, of late uh, than he has throughout the most of the season. He was pretty pick happy earlier in the season, which is why in fantasy, in fantasy world, he would put up 300 plus yards, support two steady fantasy producers at receiver, but come up with 15 points in fantasy because he was very pick happy. I think he's doing a lot better at uh, keeping control of the ball and uh, managing the game better than he was earlier in the season. Yeah, I agree. Let's move to Chicago, an impressive showing the Lions versus the Bears. The Bears came to play. I don't know if the Lions did. This was our um, any given Sunday game of the week. And uh, again, we did great with our picks. We did fantastic with them because the Bears were an any given Sunday team. They took at least for at least for the any given Sunday and game of the week. That's it. In terms of actually not our actual picks. picks. We did terrible (laughs) there, but. But uh, but yeah, the Bears did end up taking it twenty eight to thirteen. It was kind of an embarrassing loss for the Lions, uh, personally, in my opinion. Uh, the Bears get their first back to back wins uh, in the Eberflus era as head coach. Uh, I think Fields just really doesn't want to lose this team. He he looks like a different quarterback since since he came back. Really. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the Bears actually look pretty decent. Like lately like their defense has been solid uh Ooh, since that montez sweat trade that actually seems to have done something we were like kind yeah. of balking at it when it happened but <laughs> yeah but who are we like we're not in the front office of an nfl team so uh clearly that did something uh maybe it put a spark under guys or they just need that one extra pass rusher but their defense looks solid uh and all offensively like fields is their leading rusher i mean they're giving him like 14 carries a game on mm-hmm. design qb but uh, he's also passing the ball better, most of it being to DJ Moore. But, I mean, with that with that Carolina pick this year, they might be able to get another receiving option once they trade that probably for uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. So That'd be nasty. Marvin hey, Harrison uh, Jr. would be a filthy pairing. Yeah, yeah, they would. Um, Ibrufalus and Fields are, like, both playing for their jobs for the rest of the year. Yeah. And, uh, they seem to want the, these jobs <laughs> from what, what it looks like. Um on the other side, Jared Goff, uh, he looks kind of like a different quarterback uh, in the second half of the year than he did in the first half because he looked unstoppable in the first half. And yeah. now he looks like Jared Goff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately. He's yeah, he's, a, he's playing a, well. If if it continues and if he goes down the final stretch of the year here, not being able to put up numbers with the talent that they have on that team, I wonder what would happen. Like, he's on a contract here, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, do they stay with him? I know they got Hendon Hooker in the wings. I don't know if he's going to ever be able to play uh, this year, I mean, because he had the ACL tear late last year. But No, I'm talking next year, though. Like, on a yeah. contract year, like, do they stay with Goff and re-up him? Or do they go with Hendon Hooker and see what they have in, in the young QB? But um, it's tough to go with Hendon Hooker coming off that injury with, without seeing him at all. Um you could see them do like a one-year deal uh, on Goff or some other QB to see with with Hooker as the backup and see if he might be able to have some sort of sign that he can take over the helm. Yeah, I think yeah, it looks like he is in a contract year. So that does that does that's very interesting because he's looked way different. I I kind of want to see if because right now it looks kind of like I feel like the Lions will probably make the playoffs and I feel like they're probably going to clinch ahead of the Bucks but below the Eagles and the Niners. So if Hendon Hooker's healthy, I feel like they'd probably give him the last game of the season just to see what they got in him. So that could be really interesting to see what he can do if if healthy, of course. I'd like to see Hendon Hooker. He was very he's very good in college, and um, it'd be interesting, yeah. especially a quarterback that's a little bit mobile on that team uh, to kind of exp- extend plays a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll see. We can talk about that after the season, depending on what yeah. happens with Goff. For now. Let's move to Cincinnati, the Colts, and the Bengals. We thought this was going to be a close game. Uh, we both picked the Colts. Uh, that's not how it turned out. The Bengals ended up taking it 34-14. to 14. Jake Browning, another good game to keep the Bengals' playoff hopes alive. Dude, Jake Browning is looking good. Like, he's he's playing better than Burrow was. Uh, really probably shows you that Burrow was hurt more than 
he was letting on, but um, he's looking really good. So the Bengals playoff hopes are still alive. Um, he's got them playing at a high level and they could be squeaking in. Yeah, I think this goes to show that Browning should have been freaking starting off the season since Burrow was like extremely hurt in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Shouldn't have been out there. Um, no, I mean, if, if if he was starting out the season uh, or at least at some point earlier than he is now, uh, they could very well have one two more wins in this and be uh, a nine win team at this point. I mean, if they're a nine win team right there in the playoff hunt and they're coming up right on the, the necks of the Ravens and they're putting pressure on them. Yeah. This was a huge game for playoff implications too. Um, they could both be end up being tied at the end of the year. And now the Bengals will have the tiebreaker. So yep. this loss could in theory doom the Colts playoff hopes. Very uh, true. A lot of mistakes and penalties for the Colts in this one. Not a good game for them. Uh, let's move to Cleveland. The Jaguars and the Browns were locked into a duel in this one. Uh, this was another one that we split. Uh, you took the Brownies. I took the Jaggies. Um, even even I said even without Trevor Lawrence, which was clearly a mistake. Trevor Lawrence played, and honestly, he looked kind of bad. He had a bad game. The Brownies took it 31 to 27, and they look alive with Joe Flacco. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, FOMO Flacco. He's uh he's got the Browns playing well. Uh, they, it's that leadership that they needed. Uh, they weren't getting with uh, with the rookie that they uh, had here. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Thompson Robinson. Yeah, I knew it was something Robinson. I was like, what, what's the first word there? Um, but yeah, uh, Thompson Robinson uh, just didn't have that leadership. I don't think he's a, necessarily a bad QB. He's just, he's a rookie and uh, doesn't have what it takes right now to take this team to the playoffs. But Flacco coming in off his couch, dude's looking good. Yeah, for sure. Thompson Robinson maybe can learn from Joe Flacco now too. I don't think Deshaun Watson's much of a, much of a teacher. <laughs> much um, of a role model. You don't yeah, want to emulate yeah. him, but um I will say uh, Joe Flacco is one touchdown away from Kenny Pickett's season number. Which is so tragic for the Steelers. <laughs> Hilarious for the Brownies. Are we ready for a Joe Flacco-led playoff push with the Brownies? Are we ready for that? Uh, I'm not ready. Are you ready? <laughs> not yet, but I'm getting there. We'll see what happens <laughs> next week. Um, yeah, don't write off the Browns or the Bengals yet. We kind of were uh, after they both lost their quarterbacks. But watch out. F Joe Flacco and Jake Browning are trying to get there. Uh, let's move, though, to New Orleans. The Panthers heading to take on the Saints. Kind of went how we expected. The Saints took it 28-6, to but they didn't really look that good despite putting up 28 points. Um, I don't think Derek Carr should have been playing. He he looked not great. He looked injured and not happy. They scored 28, but I don't know. They look kind of bad to me yeah. against like arguably the worst team in the league. I don't it's not even arguable. They're like the worst team in the league. They are the worst team in the league and uh, their record shows it. Uh their on the field product shows it. And I just think the Saints um despite having talent there, I just think they're a mess. Uh, between yep. the arrest, between uh, really just no motivation there. Uh, I feel like they're, they have bad coaching, uh, mm -hmm. poor court play all around. Uh, they just have too much going on. I, I actually have them losing out. I don't have them winning another game this year. So I have them losing to the Giants next week, this week. Uh, I have them losing to the Rams, Bucks, and Falcons. That's Honest, that's very possible with the way the Saints have looked lately. Derek Carr was yelling at his teammates in the middle of the game, which you don't want to see out of your starting quarterback. Uh, I really just want to see Jameis Winston. Can we please put him in? I, I would like to see what he can do. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think Dennis Allen's getting canned, though, after the season. In, unless they somehow make their way into the playoffs, I suppose he could save his spot. But it, it seems like he's getting canned. And it's not happening. I mean, every time they've played the Bucks or the, or the Falcons, they've lost. So... Um, they'd have to go through those teams, even if they come away with the same record, they'd be losing the tiebreakers likely. So, um, yeah. it, it, they're, they're not making the playoff. Yeah. And for the Panthers, uh, yeah, I, I think they look worse without Frank Reich. So I think that was a mistake firing. Uh, and I think David Tepper is kind of an, an idiot owner. So there's I agree. A... <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Let's move to MetLife stadium, jet life stadium this week. Um, actually no, but maybe for the Jets fans. The Texans Jet Life Stadium and the on, Jets on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, there we go. Jet Life Stadium on Sunday. The Texans and the Jets. The it, the the game actually started out really bad for a while. Uh, it was mm. like zero zero for seemingly forever. But the Jets and Zach Wilson actually really turned it on. They ended up taking this thirty to six as the Texans just 
got uber injured the past few weeks and couldn't do anything in this one. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have Tank Dell. Uh, they lost Nico Collins on the first drive of the game. They didn't lost have Dalton CJ Schultz. Stroud this game. So, I mean, didn't have Dalton Schultz. Like, they're just decimated by injuries, and that could really impact their playoff hopes. Uh, I mean, if they get Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins back healthy and Stroud's healthy too, I think they can still make a push there. But it, that's what – if they don't have Stroud, first off, they're done. They're cooked. Yeah, it's over. Uh, it's over. Yeah, over. Uh, you're not you're not taking Davis as the QB in the playoffs. Um, but even so, Stroud Stroud without his his star guys, uh, it'd be a little bit tough because uh, I mean they got the Titans who just came off a huge win. They got the Browns, Titans again, and then the Colts. So not necessarily an easy easy way out. Um, all with teams fighting, two teams fighting for a playoff spot themselves, and then a Titans team that. That looks pretty decent uh, half the time. So yeah. it's not an easy way out. And without Stroud, they're, they're cooked. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what his outlook is. It should just be a concussion. If he's yeah. out, it's likely. So. Yeah, it is a concussion. Nico Collins had a calf injury. Uh, hopefully, we see both of them next week. We'll see. We, I don't like to mess around with concussions, but hopefully we see him next week. Yeah, hopefully there's, hopefully there's nothing like uh, Hayden Hurst's injury that Ooh. Took him out coming on, on Stroud. But uh, yeah, hopefully that team can get healthy. They're a fun team to watch, and we both kind of root for them. So yeah. And in Jets news, uh, it seems like they're kind of shutting down the whole Aaron Rodgers might come back news. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like he's not going to be yeah. coming back this year, which would have been stupid at this point anyway. So makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, um, didn't know if you saw this, but uh, when the Packers were for were through eleven games, uh, or for Jordan Love's first eleven games, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Love's first eleven games, he had the exact same stat line as Aaron Rodgers through his first eleven games. So but through Aaron Rodgers' first eleven games, he had two thousand five hundred ninety nine yards and twenty one touchdowns. Jordan Love through his first eleven games, two thousand five hundred ninety nine passing yards and twenty one touchdowns. Hmm. I, th- I feel like I remember Aaron Rodgers' first year being not that great. So, I mean, Jordan Loves isn't either very up and down, yeah. but a lot of promise in, in these games as well. So it's, I, I think that's something that Packers fans are definitely happy to see. They weren't happy this week, though, and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> yeah. Let's move to the 4 p.m. slates, though. In Vegas, the Vikings and the Raiders in one of the worst games I've ah. ever seen in my life. Uh, ah, the dude, Vikings took it three to nothing, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, bad. That game was terrible. This game was terrible. Um, there's not really anything to take away this, from this game besides both teams kind of stink. Uh, Pierce may have lost his his ability to become the head coach permanently for the Raiders. Um, I yeah. think this game looks really poorly on his, his candidacy. But one cool thing for this game is Josh Metellus for the Vikings, has played every single position on the defensive side of the ball this year. Excuse me? <laughs> that sounds like a college stat. Are we sure about this? Did you check the records? <laughs> Josh Josh Ellis, number 44, has played strong safety, free safety, free safety, left corner, right corner, slot corner, left inside linebacker, right inside linebacker, middle linebacker, left outside linebacker, right outside linebacker, right defensive end, and left defensive tackle. How the heck are they putting a safety at, t- at D-tackle? What is going on over there? This is a Vikings player? Yeah, he's not very big. So uh, Ryan Flores is a wild man. He does a lot of crazy man. things. Um, yeah. So the, Defense the did good in this one, though. So. He's played this year is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think Brian Flores is a legit head coach candidate, to be honest. So Yeah, the Vikings defense isn't bad, and they don't have a lot of big names there. So Yeah, um, the Pastronaut got benched in this one for Nick Mullins. Seems like he his reign of terror is officially over. Yeah, it seems like uh, teams know know what they have, what they're what they've seen in in the Pastronaut, and the jury's out. He's uh, he is what he was, what people thought he was, and his. Cinderella run is over. Yep. Justin Jefferson got to play with him for a total of 13 plays uh, before a chest injury sent him to the hospital. So let's hope we see him uh, again this year, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully he's okay. <laughs> he's Hopefully he's okay. Um, chest injuries are scary. Not a fun game to talk about, but I do have trivia on it. I'm going to have trivia on it. So this was the eighth time in the last 70 years that a game ended three to nothing. Eighth time in 70 years. When was the last time that a 3-0 game occurred? Ooh. This is a crazy, this is a crazy tri- trivia question. <laughs> 1964. No, no, no. It's actually not super recent, but like 2000s. Okay. Um, 
I, I, I thought 1964 was way too. I, there's definitely been three no games since then. But <laughs> uh, 2000s, um, say 2015. No, it was actually 2007, all the way back then. Wow, last time, and they had a reason. This was the Dolphins at Steelers Week 12 Monday Night Football Mud Bowl. It was raining like crazy in Pittsburgh. Field was all mud. And that it was a famous game on on YouTube. You can look it up because there was a a long punt that literally just landed in the mud and did not bounce at all. So there's a reason that game was three and zero. Big Ben was like young in that one and everything. Wow! I think the Dolphins were playing John Beck at quarterback. Like <laughs> the name right there. Some wild times. Uh, yeah, Vikings Raiders was not that. This was a regular game that was just terrible. <laughs> Anyway, let's move from the terrible game and try to get to a slightly better one. In San Francisco, the Seahawks and the 49ers went to battle. You did end up switching your pick to the 49ers when you found out Geno Smith was injured. Yeah. Um, the Niners were All good. Right. They they uh they keep they they're uh they're still fighting for that playoff bye with the Eagles after this win. So I, I think their offense looked a little weaker than uh than normal in this one, but they still had their explosive plays that won them the game. So. That's all yeah, they need. First play of the game was what a 75 yard touchdown from McCaffrey. Yeah. All of their big names had huge plays. They just, other than the huge plays, I don't think they did too much, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and the Seahawks don't have a good defense too. So they let up a lot yeah. of points. Um, and honestly, we, if Gino did play, I think this game could have been pretty close. Um, the Seahawks offense just with, with Drew Locke outside of a couple big plays, couldn't really do that a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what we expected going yeah. in. So, pretty much. um, not too much to to look at in terms of that game, but when the yeah. 49ers have Seahawks, so yeah, Drew Locke's kind of fun to watch because he just throws up darts. He's he's a crazy man. He's like a wannabe Brett Favre or something. I don't know. Um, this the Seahawks. Um, in bad news are uh, they have their first four game losing streak under Pete Carroll. So not fun news for Seattle. Let's move to a fun game. In Kansas City, the Bills and the Chiefs, this would have been our game of the week if we picked separate teams, but we both ended up picking the Bills, and they ended up taking it 20-17 to 17 in a quite an amusing ending to the game for anyone that's not a Chiefs fan, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I honestly, like, I lost some respect for, for, for Patrick Mahomes here, because, I mean, the way he... The way he threw a tantrum at the end of this game, uh, it was like a, a toddler, that a spoiled little brat that thought they should be gifted the win because of their status, because of who they are. Um, and for for him and Andy Reid after the game to say it was ridiculous and embarrassing on the league uh, to to decide a game uh, because of a because of a penalty to uh, a legendary player uh, lose a legendary play because of a penalty. And it's like, <laughs> OK, well, if you really feel that way, you would have lost last year's Super Bowl. Um, yeah. That literally happens every year for every team. That, although I am biased, most people objectively thought that that play was just a regular holding play that happens on every single down, had happened all game. They just hadn't called it all game, and they decided to call it there, and it decided it was a deciding factor in the Super Bowl. But that's not the reason the Eagles lost. That's another topic on its own. Eagles defense gave up a ton of points. So um, the Chiefs in this game, like, yeah, I mean, you can't just blame the officials when you lose. Yeah, um, I think... it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I th- I think the Chiefs uh, not having Pacheco for this game really hurt them. I think they could have won maybe if he was playing. But yeah, this game really showcased that what what everyone already knows the the Chiefs need a receiver. Kadarius Tony yeah. is awful. besides besides no Rice and Kelsey. Rice, Rice is the young guy. The young guy. He's he'd be a good number two. They need a they need a number one in my opinion. Yeah. I think they need to go yeah. all out for a number one in the off season. And um, but this year, brace yourself. We already talked about it, but the Broncos—they're only one game back. All right. Yeah, they're only one game back, and a big, big piece of the Chiefs this year has been Pacheco, and he's out for the rest of the season. So um, mm. that's pretty huge. He hit the IR this week. So without Pacheco there establishing a, a run game, he extended a lot of plays with his aggression and the way he just kind of carries people for ten yards. So. McKinnon's not going to cut it. McKinnon and Hilaire are not going to cut it at running back for them. So the Chiefs could slide. Um, like I said before, uh, in the beginning of today's show, if uh, if the Chiefs win, or if the Broncos win out and the Chiefs lose to, say, the Bengals and then lose either of the Raiders or Chargers game, they lose this division. Yeah, that is a possibility for sure with the way the Chiefs have been playing, I think. So there you have it. Bills, this was a huge game for them. Um, they're damn near 
in the playoffs right now uh, because they're <laughs> they're on life support. They uh, they need these wins. And next yeah. year, next week will not be any easier. Let's move though to LA. The Broncos and the Chargers just talked about the Broncos. Um, but yeah, we both picked them in this one, and they showed up as the Chargers did not. Broncos took it twenty four to seven at Charger Stadium. The Chargers are awful and justin herbert breaks his finger in this one uh it's officially tank season if you ask me as they're uh as they're could be the rest of the way and um just a tad little bit of uh not even trivia just a factoid here uh the first wide receiver taken in the 2023 nfl draft was quentin johnson he was the first the first wide receiver taken Jeez. following him so he was with the he was the 21st pick the 22nd pick was zay flowers 23rd pick jordan addison 50th pick jaden reed 55th rashi rice 69th tank dell 79th josh downs 94th mike wilson 177th puka nakua every single one of those wide receivers have looked better than quentin johnson yeah he's had a bad year but they knew that going into the draft he was a very up and down option in the draft coming out of TCU because he's built like he should just be taking over games but he like didn't a lot of the time he 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 played well against like the lower teams that TCU played but like pretty much everyone knew like this guy needs a lot of development to become a big star in the league and the Chargers I guess thought they could do it but it looks rough so far for sure I will say I think he was the second receiver taken I believe the Seahawks took Jackson Smith and Jigba before oh yes yes you're right you're right yeah you are right and Smith uh Smith and Jigba has looked looked better yeah everyone's looked better than Quentin Johnson he's he's looked bad um but yeah for the Broncos Sean Payton has this team rolling and I we both talked about it already. They 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 have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs. Russell Wilson might be back. He has two of the longest touchdown throws in 2023. By the way, did you really? see his, his throw to Sutton in this one? Dude, Sutton every single week puts out a circus catch. He puts out he puts does. out a circus touchdown every week, and it's wild. It's like if you can bet on one thing, it's that Sutton's going to have a crazy TD. Um, but it's just mind blowing that the Broncos. We're the same. This is the same Broncos team that gave up 70 points. Yeah. And was on a historically bad pace for being the worst defense in NFL history and have completely flipped the script and now could finish the season at like uh, 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. Like that's wild. This is the same Broncos team that we were, we were, we were asking them to like trade all of their assets because it was over. <laughs> Sean yeah, it's, it's bet on himself, I guess. Wild. Yeah. I mean, they have gotten they have gotten a few breaks. A lot of the teams they've played have been without their starting QB or have had a litany of injuries. But nonetheless, they don't that's not in their control. They've just beaten who's been in front of them. So um, which is more than you could have said at the start of the season. How long until Russell Wilson starts making subway commercials again? I don't know. They're on a winning streak. <laughs> God, I don't want to see any more Russell Wilson on TV. <laughs> uh anyway let's move to sunday night let's football. ride oh god eagles <laughs> in dallas facing the cowboys uh, uh you want to talk about this one uh not too much no um <laughs> so going into the season i had the eagles splitting with the cowboys i thought we would we would split these games but uh i didn't think it looked like this um i will say the eagles the eagles beat themselves uh they had three fumble turnovers you're not gonna give it to the cowboys huh no, no i'm not <laughs> uh, they fumbled the ball three times all in dallas territory two of them in the red zone um and then i forgot the next point i had <laughs> so, uh, got, no uh, not a good one if you forget it it's probably not that good so anyway they they, they beat themselves they lost Three turnovers there, um, two of which I believe uh, came away with Cowboys points on those turnovers. And then also just missed connections. So Hertz put a couple really nice balls out there. One was just off the fingertips of Devonta Smith for a TD. Another one right in the breadbasket for A.J. Brown would have put them at least in the five, if not a touchdown. And he dropped it. Um not A.J. Brown-like. So A.J. Brown had a pretty bad game. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, was he owned him this game. Uh, and it was interesting. After the game, people were like, "Why? What, what, what was the deal? Why were you getting into it with A.J. so much? And why were you just like on him all game? He was like, he called me old. <laughs> <laughs> you are kind of old for football. But I, I see he took offense to it. And um, it, But the Cowboys did play play well. They, they forced the turnovers. They did their job at home. Uh, I just – 
I don't think that they're going to end up winning the division, uh, but they're on top for now. They are on top at the moment. Um, the boys, I mean, going to the West Coast offense, he looks really good this year, and he's the front runner for MVP now. Yeah, which is sh- kind of shocking. Um, yeah. <laughs> the defense and Dak are on fire right now. Even their kicker, Brandon Aubrey, can't miss the the soccer player. Uh, he, I don't think he's missed a, a field goal all season. So, hey, good for them. But can they keep it up come playoff time? Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what their their viewpoint has to be turning to soon now. So, I will say uh, once again, they need the Eagles need to use Swift more. Um, Swift was getting seven, eight yards to carry when they gave him the ball. Uh, they just rarely gave him the ball, which is pretty wild. Um, I mean, Miles Sanders had 259 attempts last year uh, on the ground, and Swift is a better running back and will probably not reach 200 attempts this year. So uh, it's just a bad coaching aspect there. And Hertz needs to stop holding the ball for so damn long, dude. Mm-hmm. Stop holding the ball. Like, you're facing a good pass rush. When the pocket starts to co- – like, even when you have a lot of time, which they did have a lot of time much of the day. Stop holding it. Extend the play out. See if guys can get open uh, when you extend the play. You're you can run, so people are looking at you to run. So you can you can extend that, and your receivers know enough to get open when you're off when you're off on the run. So I don't know. Um, I still am optimistic, but they have not looked good the past couple weeks. Yeah. All right. So it's official. Cowboys are better than the Eagles. Dak is better than Jalen Hurts. All right. Let's move on. Monday night football. <laughs> uh, Monday night football. Don't get actually. don't get ahead of yourself too much. They're better. <laughs> <laughs> they were better that day. Keep in mind the Eagles did beat uh did beat Dallas in Philly. So badly, right? Like they beat them up. No, it was really close. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Monday Night Football, it's actually funny. For Monday Night Football, I thought both of these were going to be a snooze fest with the Dolphins and Packers just, you know, taking care of business. I was actually watching a YouTube video for three hours while the games were on because I was like, these games are stupid. What well, finished- video were you watching for three hours? It's uh, I like history videos and my two favorite <laughs> My two favorite history YouTubers were doing a collab and I was like, I'm not missing this. All right. But uh, literally I finished watching it and I was like, ah, let's check. I was making Christmas cookies. It was like, it was like 11 or something. I was like, let's check on the games. I look at the Packers Giants game and the, the Giants are like down by two with, uh, or down by one with the game, like on the line. And I was like, oh my God, I got to turn this game on. And I got there just in time for Tommy freaking cutlets to make a huge throw to Wandale Robinson to get in the field goal range and take the game in uh I was about to say Lambo in MetLife Stadium the Packers and the Giants they had a rumble Tommy Cutlets looks legit why does he look better than Daniel Jones I'm so confused did you see his family in attendance did you watch any of that game did you see uh oh did you see his God. agent his agent is the most Italian man I've ever seen he should have been on the Sopranos this is uh, hilarious. They're like, that's oh, why that's oh, funny. I showed him the tall, I showed him the Talia, and she goes, Who's the guy from the Sopranos in there? <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's Tommy's agent. It's like the most Italian, like stereotypical Italian man that you've ever seen. And his his dad, it was hysterical after the the touchdown, after he uh Tommy uh threw the pass to, I think it was the Robinson and got him in the range. Uh yeah. his dad grabbed the agent and kissed him on the cheek. Yep, I saw that. I saw that. They're so fun. So Italian and they're so fun. The Giants might not make the playoffs, but Tommy Cutlets just makes this team so fun to watch. And they're winning games. They won three in a row now. Wow. Wow. Giants. Look at you. Giants are are making some noise here at the end of the year. Um, I mean, maybe maybe the two Eagles games will be close. I don't know. Well, let's not go that far. Anyway, it's fun to watch him. Uh, it's fun to watch Tommy. It's interesting because he actually didn't have a great game, as, you know, in in the hole. Uh, most of it was Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley had a good game. He had two touchdowns. Uh, I don't think he reached the century mark, but he came close. Um, Tommy had like a, I think he finished with like 179 yards, and I feel like two, like a third of that was on that final drive. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. He, his stat sheet is not impressive, but. I think he just rallies the troops. I think he's a motivator, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't think Daniel Jones was that. I think Daniel Jones oh. is like this boring dude that like nobody's really like getting excited to, to be around. I don't know. But uh, for the Packers, after beating the Lions and the Chiefs, you know, we thought they're going to be able to take the Giants out. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. They're up and down. There was, all still, the there was still inconsistency from Jordan Love in this game. He had a bad game. Uh, and then the run game without without Aaron Jones. Uh, this offense is not what it can be. Uh, Dylan is not Jones. So until they get him back, um, 
they're gonna they, they likely will struggle a bit. This was a very good game for Jaden Reed uh, with mm-hmm. Watson out. So uh, yeah, Jaden Reed, the, the Wisconsin Debo, just not an asshole. I will say for a couple of little little nuggets, the Packers. It's not a nugget. The Packers are the youngest team in the league, so they are going to have mistakes and mistake games yeah. like this. Uh, yep. And for the Giants, Tommy Cutlets now has three wins as an undrafted rookie quarterback, and that is the most wins. In the uh, playoff era for the NFL by an undrafted oh, wow. rookie quarterback. Wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Making I know that little, little bit of trivia there. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, let's move to the last game of the week. Uh, a game that had me shell-shocked by the end of it. The Titans heading into Miami to take on the Dolphins. You know, I, I thought the Dolphins were going to wipe the Titans up and uh, just show up and show out. Uh, but the Titans down 14 with less than five minutes to go. And Will Mayo, Will Levis, he did not back down from that. The Titans ended up taking it 28 to 27 in a crazy Yeah, end. this was a wild game. Uh, I yeah. thought at the end that Tua was going to bring them down the field and Sanders was going to nail like a 40, 50 yarder because he's got a boot. But mm-hmm. he just couldn't get them down there. And it shows without Tyree Kill, that offense is a shell of what it usually is. So Tyree Kill should seriously be in consideration for the MVP with 100%. how this offense he's not in the game. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. I, I don't understand how he he should be the MVP in my eyes. Uh, did you see um, Did you see the, the tweet that – he was it was in his post game interview uh, on him going back in the game for a couple plays. I did. Uh, and he, he said he talked to his girl and he was like, "This shit hurt." And she was like, "You better get back in there." And he was like, "I guess so. I guess so. I gotta do what my lady tells me to." That's hilarious. And this is a former. This is a player that formerly had uh, domestic issues uh, in his younger days. So clearly, he's uh, turned the leaf. All right. Yeah, turned turn the corner, you know. Found the girl for him. I don't know, but I also liked his reason. He said it a couple weeks ago, but I liked his reasoning for leaving Kansas City and going to the Dolphins. And it was Mahomes and Travis had their thing, and I was just the third wheel. I wanted to be, I wanted to be <laughs> someone's number one. And I he to certainly be, is. To be, uh, I don't want to be the side chick. I want to be their their first option. <laughs> yeah. Well. He didn't get the Super Bowl with the Chiefs last year, but he certainly has the Dolphins possibly on their way to one this year. So oh, yeah. this is a disappointing loss, though, for a Super Bowl hopeful. But hopefully they can put it together and make their playoff run. So uh, Will Le- for Will Levis, this is a staple win, though, for him. So good for him and good for the tight, even though they're pretty much out of the playoff. Um, that's it for the games. The Cardinals and the Commanders thankfully had a bye week. We don't like talking about them anyways. Um, yeah. What do you got though, man? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not, not, nothing really to uh, end on a note here. So uh, it's a wrap to wrap on another episode. And obviously again, the best way to support our show, uh, leave a rating review on all platforms you listen on. And of course, by liking the show, uh, make sure you subscribe on the Flea Flicker show on YouTube and listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on all social media at Flea Flicker show. And thank you once again, Flea Flicker Nation for tuning in. Until like, next comment, time. subscribe. Peace. Later. Thank you.